This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, how's it going? Hello. 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 How are you? Or nor. Hor are your. Hor are your. Hor are your. How 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 are your? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like that. Do we have any? It's Australian, right? Do we? That's yes. the accent. Do we have yes. any Australian babes? Actually, I think I let somebody into the Facebook group who at least lives in Australia. They might not be Australian, but I'm pretty sure I just did that this week. So if that's you, hit us up. Con- confirm or deny. Hello. Hello. And how how are would you? you say? How or, are you? They or, might even just say. Or... Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Yeah. Good day, mate. Hello, mate. Good day. Yeah. How are you? How are, how off? I'm not an accent. I don't know. Not no, for no, me. No. <laughs> oh my god. So what's up? What's new? What's, what's going kicking? on? What's happening? What's kicking? What's I finished my e- audio book. <gasps> today. Oh wow! Look at you go. I finished. Love, hate, and other filters. It was good. Mm. Eye-opening, definitely. Mm. And then now I'm just started Extraordinary Means, which sounds interesting, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Let me see. It's about a rediscovered virus. Yeah. Anyways. That's like okay, resistant okay, okay. to antibiotics, and like these kids are all sent away. Essentially, oh. tuberculosis makes it come back. Yeah, I was gonna say it makes it look. It's like tuberculosis because that's yes. when they would send you away to like these yes. little. Yes. So it's like this oh, kids' I'm camp okay, of okay. tuberculosis kids. So we'll see. Oh, we'll see where it goes. Maybe it's good. Could be a good one. Hmm. What about you? Um. Finish listening to after I. I do really glad that I did because it turned out to actually be a pretty good book with a pretty meaningful message Mm. so Mm. if you're married or struggling with your marriage or considering marriage I think it's a really really good book that kind of puts things in perspective in a way because I think there are a lot of ideals about marriage um, particularly like happiness in marriage Mm -hmm. where the idea that you need to be happy 24 7 is just simply not Not attainable yeah 
Yeah. No, like if you put all of your happiness, that weight of that on somebody else, of course, you're it's going to drop, yeah. you know, it's just I guess the way that it goes. It's true. And I guess that's why they say you can't love others unless you love yourself first, like that kind of yeah. like, yeah, you can't, yeah. you've got to be like happy in your own self before yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Totally. And yeah, so the book was essentially just about like the main characters self-discovery. Oh, this is not like a break from like a self-help. This is a this was a Taylor Jenkins not- read after oh, I do. Yes. This was a fiction yes. novel. This yeah. was the one where I was like, it's really sad. I don't know if I can do it. Cause it was like the premise is that they their marriage is falling apart and neither of them happy and they decide to separate for a year. And I was like, I don't think I like this because it was sad. And she was just like really grieving in the beginning. And I was like, Ugh. but then it gets to a point where well, there's a bit of a twist mm-hmm. and I liked it a lot. And then there's a, then the ending was just like, it was just, it was actually a good book and I'm glad that I listened to it and I finished it because it turned out to be a good one. Oh, good. Yeah. And then I'm going to start reading a book called Shark Heart. Shark Heart. My, yes. It's very weird. Shark it's my Heart. boss, but look at the cover. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that's that gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. So it's a weird book. But I'm gonna give it a try. She was like gunning for a fantasy, and I was like, mm, not a fantasy girl. And so this was kind of like the in between. Apparently, the guy like turns into a shark. Okay, but like, cool. uh, read this in a cool way. But in yeah. a cool way, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's not animorphs. It's not just like well, animorphs. I hope it's animorphs. No, there's no animorphs in the corner. I'd be so excited. Oh, imagine. No. Oh no, animorph. They Ma. missed that one. They missed a marketing scheme they, on that one. They really did. They really did. Should have called us up. Paperbacks because this is it was only available in hardcover. I hate mm. that. That's like just not enjoyable. I feel like that hurts the most when you fall asleep. It does, and it's like not convenient to take around. Mm-hmm. It's like mostly the hardcover's main purpose is like display. It looks True. good on a shelf. True. Like True. yeah, it yeah. looks good. But also not practical. True. Regardless. Be true. Shark heart and our book. Yes, me too. I want to keep reading. Anything else new with you? Um, yes. Tell me. Last night, Marty and I started watching The Bear. The Bear. How do you like it? How is it? Um, I think we watched like four episodes, and four episodes? I had to, I had to say like, because I kept going, you want to watch another one? Because they're just thirty minutes, right? Like, yeah, they're just one. they're just twenty minutes. The yeah, first season yeah. is yeah. So, so yeah. I'm like, you want to watch another one? Marty's like, yeah. But then I finally had to like cut it off because I had mm-hmm. to take my notes for us. <laughs> if I didn't have to take the notes, I would have watched it all night. But I was like, no, we need to stop because I have to. I have to do this. <laughs> We've got a handful we yeah six um sherry half a dozen half a dozen sherry or can i count actually seven so <gasps> a baker's half a dozen baker's <laughs> half a dozen okay hello sherry linda Calissa, brandy michelle riley and kayla hello we have a brandy that joined mm-hmm <laughs> Oh, I love her already. <laughs> Me too. I hope it it so I'm I'm trying to be my um secret squirrel super sleuth right now. Some people joined with like 
I think backwards names, people who do that, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. If it's something else. If it's your partner's name, then yes. I particularly like that because it's a real good name. True. And it's a cute one. It's a good one. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about this one. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I start. There's a prologue. Love when there's a prologue. Shoot, shoot. You um, start and finish this week. Look at me go. Starting Dang. and finishing. Dang, right. So what are we reading? Okay, we're reading All the Dangerous Things by Stacy Willingham. She just has a fancy last name. That's Willingham. All. Yes, Willingham. Yes. And this week we're reading the prologue through to chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do it. So, prologue. Today is the 364th day since our main character has had a night of sleep. So no rest for over a year. So obviously something large has happened. Um, so she's been stumbling through life for in like a dreamlike state, um, opening her eyes and finding herself in a, a completely different room or building, um, has no clue on how like she's gotten to these places when she opens her eyes. Um, she's been trying sleeping pills, still can't sleep, eye drops, that drops. Then she like hops herself up on caffeine. So it just sounds like this person is very much struggling, mm-hmm. but it also marks one year since Mason was taken and they are no closer to the truth. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Well, hmm? let me tell you a little bit about this, about this main character. So very quickly, we are introduced to the main character whose name we find out is Isabel Drake. And all that we know right off the bat is that she is going on in five minutes, like something is in five minutes. Um, and she, I actually really like the writing of this book. And I find that some of the little things that Isabel does I also do like when it spoke about how she was just like zoning out at a mark on the rug and just was like, on like focusing only on that and like everything else was like I I do shit like that all the time so I was like oh interesting like interesting mm-hmm. that an author wrote that down as a little tidbit yes. it's just weird when you see mm-hmm. yourself reflected in books true 
Um, oh, I forgot to say that I finished reading um, Hey, Good Look Out There, too. And it oh, was pretty good, too. Okay. So, okay. Hey, good luck. Two books that I was like dragging my heels about and turns out to be goodies in the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Anyway, back to back to this book. (laughs) Back to this one. We find out that she is going on in five at True Crime Con, and it is the biggest audience that Isabel has spoken to yet. And you're kind of like, say Mm -hmm. what? I was like, is she a reporter? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah, like why does she, you know? Or so a host observes- or something like yes, that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So she observes the crowd and she sees that it's mostly women. There are some men, but she, like, kind of generalizes saying that they are probably, like, drug along by the wives or whatever. Um, and she makes mention of the way that people are celebrating true crime with, like, their graphic t-shirts and their weird obsessions, which is, like, I love true mm. crime, so I get it. Mm-hmm. but then i can see her side too where it's like I can see the extreme people yes. who take it to the extreme yes. i think yeah, yeah. Like and that's that usually what that ends like... up being the issue like all the names of the, of the like, serial, serial killers, killers. yeah and that's not like, very cool i don't think that that's like my jam no 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 like it's... i'm not where i don't have a single t-shirt with the no. serial killer on it no. just so everybody knows <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just like oh yeah i know about that i watched that it's like, show yeah it's like listen to that thing or whatever yeah, yeah. It's, no yeah I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's definitely difficult, but anyway. It's a difficult, yeah. There's a line, I think. Yes. And then, yes. Well, and now we're kind of seeing the opposite side of it, even though it's fiction, but it mm-hmm. kind of makes you think. Yeah. Like, someone having faced a tragedy, then being faced with, a, like, obsession for someone where it's, like, yes. a hobby. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, eh, gives you the ick, right? Mm-hmm. A bit of ick. A bit of it. Anyway, she introduces herself and she says that she is the mother of Mason, who was kidnapped one year ago, and that the case remains unsolved. So, what? Excuse me? <laughs> That's all we got. That's so far. it. Okay. So, now she's on the airplane after her speaking engagement. The keynote speech. Um... I just and kept thinking about our fight um, back from Chicago. Like, I'm like, that's what she back. was on? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had the same thought. No way. Really? Yes. What? Oh, that's weird. That's okay. <laughs> well, it's okay. probably just because it's like the last time I've flown. Yeah, but... same, same. Um, okay, so she's on an airplane. The seat beside her is empty. She's like, fingies crossed, everybody. I'm hoping it stays this way for the flight back. Maybe I'll even get some shut-eye in. Um, And then she's like looking around the plane, as you do, and she's wondering what all of these people's stories and secrets are and how you will never, ever know. And you're sitting in social... Yeah, anyways, that kind of fucked me up a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Just And just like they would never know or imagine what she is dealing with right now as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that she spent the whole day recounting all of it to like strangers (laughs) um yeah i just kind of like made a note about the weird like people like she's talking about the worst day of her life and like people are consuming it for as entertainment yeah 
Yeah. 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 So she's like kind of talking about that as well. And that she's to cope with it has like engineered this speech that's like completely detached from herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And she like has planned it for like sound bites and what would be quotable and and that kind of stuff, like to try and get more attention for her son. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. So she's trying to get her like single seat drink on secret vodka on. And Mm. then some guy shows up and is like, hey, I need that seat. It's actually mine. Turns out he's from fucking true crime con. He's got his like fucking bag swag all over. And he's like, oh, P.S. Saw your keynote. You're really good at storytelling um she's just like actually it's not a story it's my actual real life so Mm -hmm. there's that Mm -hmm. um and she was like okay phew that comment should do and shut him up for the rest of the flight because usually people feel bad after that Mm -hmm. um but no he continues and he introduces himself as waylon waylon spencer and he has his own podcast she's like not interested see you never goodbye and he's just like well here's my phone number just in case um you know we have solved solved a cold case in the past which is a very big accomplishment mm-hmm. for a true crime podcast mm-hmm. yes and it sounds like he they're like on the come up as well mm-hmm. with this like little solving kind of thing Oh, what's it given me vibe. um fucking um, that guy banished? who cheated on his yes, fucking what's wife his name um yeah, fucking what's it's a weird banished? name up and vanish pain lindsey the... pain pain lindsey yes and it's waylon spencer yes 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 oh i get it i get it now yeah mm-hmm. okay okay um did he do up and vanished yes he did do yes 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 Okay, so he's like, gives him the card and he's like, P.S. Um, by the way, with a podcast and how it works is that you'd just be telling me the story. Then it would go out to a billion people, not like you having to go to a bunch of speaking events. Just P.S. Put that in there. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, that was one of her like kind of thing like having to go up in front of all these people all the time just Mm -hmm. to get her story out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting okay so she gets home at two in the morning and somebody is there to greet her and it is her puppy roscoe oh roscoe the pepper i swear to god if this dog dies i'm gonna be pissed so if anybody reads god please let us know yes i'll skip right over that um she's had roscoe since he was a puppy he's not puppy anymore he's a full-on doggo but i just call all doggos puppies, oh they're so. all puppies they're, they're all puppers puppies. okay um so he's there to greet her and it's nice she feels like sometimes when she looks in the mirror she doesn't recognize herself anymore which is probably due to her lack of sleep or lack of self-care because she's just so focused on like you know finding her missing son um no big deal she decides <laughs> no big deal she decides to flip through the mail that the lady who watches Roscoe left for her on the counter. She sees an envelope addressed in a familiar script. She opens it and there is a card with flowers on the front and a check falls to the floor and she can't bring herself to touch the check. 
I want to know what the fuck this is. Yeah, I forgot about that. But I forgot about it too until I went back to take the notes and I was like, wait, what was that? What was yeah. that whole thing? Okay. Um, hmm, clue. Thank you. And it's like, we know that it's right before the anniversary, but mm-hmm. who would send a check? Oh, I'm wondering if her parents are sh- bad, m- bad mom, bad dad. What would they be sending a check for? Like, that's their way of being like, here, everything's okay. Money. Oh, money. Oh, right. Because she did grow up wealthy. In a weird right. house. Weird yes, old house. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, 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 okay. Interesting theory. Um, I didn't know, like, if maybe it was like, I was thinking, like, maybe, like, oh, now that it's been a year, you can declare them like legally oh, dead legal or whatever get, like but I don't, I don't think you would get a something for that no with familiar handwriting yeah no yeah no. true oh touche true 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 anyway who knows or maybe it's divorce settlement oh true true yeah <laughs> I do that's that. also yeah 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 just spitballing here i don't know what other ways you'd get checked Hawk check two. <laughs> Hawk two. okay so that was enough for her. And she's like, you know what? It's time to go for a walk, Roscoe. So they go outside and she kind of reminisces, not really reminisces. She kind of thinks about how she's become nocturnal where she's, although she is up all the time, but like, especially nocturnal, like she does things that regular people do during the day, during the night. Nine months ago, she had gone to the doctor, Dr. Harris, for help with her insomnia, and he had asked her when the last time she got a full uninterrupted sleep was. She tells him it was March 6th, um, and he asked if anything extraordinary, 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 and he asked her if anything extraordinary happened on that date, Um, and this is the night that Mason was taken, so she simultaneously remembers everything and nothing at the same time. Like, that would be such a weird... Yeah, Yeah, that would be bizarre. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She can't remember the book she read him when she put him to sleep. We find out that her husband, Ben, had told the doctor that she had problems with sleep even before the insomnia, kind of the opposite problem, actually, which is overlooked. Which is weird because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's walking back to walking around outside in the neighborhood at night and she ends up at a marsh. Um, and then we find out that she grew up on the water and she lived on the water all of her life. So the marsh is like almost comforting to her in a way. She gets back to her house and she makes pasta in the microwave, like heats it up in the microwave in the middle of the night. I don't know. I kind of love that. <laughs> Good for her. I mean, like, past at midnight. It. Yes, please. No, it's probably three in the morning oh, now. True. She just probably. got her home at two. True, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, as she sits at her dining room table, she stares at the literal murder map she's made of all of their neighbors oh, and mugshots from possible suspects and just anybody else who could be the one who took her son. She is literally obsessed. We can see Mm -hmm. that now. And Mm -hmm. she thinks that someone somewhere knows the truth. Okay. Well, that's next level, eh? Murder map. That is, I totally, sometimes when I'm like not on my chapter, like I read it. And then I'm like, I totally forgot about Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
we're going back way back we're going not here but there then <gasps> then then omg <laughs> okay um isabel is startled awake and obviously overcome with panic um but there's somebody else in the room who says you're doing it again and they don't like it obviously whatever she's dealing with is she cannot help it um but also her it hasn't i don't think it's said who it is yet but we do find out it's her little sister margaret and technically she can't do anything about her being scared either so it's like she understands how she can't Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. it but at the same time she can't either um so then she explains margaret explains to isabel that isabel was just standing there in her bedroom with her eyes wide open just blankly staring at her that's creepy as fuck i would not love that (laughs) yes so then we find out that um she once she is asleep she will not wake up like nothing can wake her up she's a very sound sleeper um she even slept through a fire alarm and subsequent fire one time and then just like woke up outside like standing watching the fire or something like that oh man hey that's like um carmy when he was cooking on the stove Mm -hmm. in his sleep yeah yeah this is oh imagine imagine that no imagine waking up yourself fucking cooking like that Mm -hmm. is so scary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no 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 i don't like i don't like sleep things it freaks me out okay does justin Um, ever sleep talk sometimes yeah does that freak you out a little yeah some so i usually i'm like okay i'm gonna go to bed now goodbye no you need to start engaging with him it's so oh. fun you can get some some juicy details. <laughs> juicy details oh my gosh isabel's question to margaret is then like if you're scared of me why did you come into my room and sleep with me and she her response is just like kind of heartbreaking because she wouldn't go to like her mom she's just like that's what i do when i'm scared is like mm-hmm. I go to you, even though mm-hmm. she was the one who scared her. Is I'm like, oh, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So that's why I was thinking maybe bad mom, bad dad, but she maybe. does seem fucked. Like from yes. what we get later on, too. True, true. Like kind of absent, except for when she wants to be around. But mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. So obviously, Margaret, as would be as a six year old, is full of questions. She's wondering, like. How much longer is she going to um, be like this for? Um, Obviously, Margaret doesn't know, um, but she's told that she'll grow out of it, which I'm like, "Mm, is this like a inkling for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, she just hopes that it's soon because she knows she sleep sleepwalks a lot. Um. And she apologizes to her sister and promises that she's not going to hurt her. And I also circled that and starred that, which I'm like, because something happens. Yeah, because where um, is she? Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and then as she's getting up for the day, she notices a trail of dirt 
right leading right to her bed and she's hoping that margaret won't have noticed it either we're getting set up on some Mm -hmm. history Mm -hmm. some background details all right okay fucking isabel is obviously exhausted and she survives on coffee and often wonders what it would feel like to be tormented in terms of like isolation sensory deprivation or waterboarding i think she's thinking that it probably feels pretty similar to like going almost a year without sleep oh yeah yeah oh god she sits at the table and opens the envelope that contains her fee for the keynote speech that she gave the night before and what her fee is is the full attendee list that is what she requires from every time she does one of these. She does not charge them money. She just wants the attendee list. What she does with that is, well, one of the lead detectives once told her that, quote, criminals often show up at public events like press conferences and memorials as a way of reliving the rush. So she looks up the entire list online. I feel like she takes that like one little grain and is like, that's my personality. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. So she looks them up on Facebook. She looks them up on the sex offender registry. She's also looking for childless women or any kind of men who set off alarm bells in her. She is looking for a needle in a haystack. Like, yes. absolutely. Oh, but I guess God. it's just like idle hands, right? Yeah. I, like, she can't. True. She needs to be doing something. And this is her way of feeling like she's doing something. Yeah. Um. Ben shows up. And we find out that he's come to check in on her because today is the one-year anniversary of their child having been taken. He he comments on how she still isn't sleeping based on how she looks. Cool. Rude. Um, And she reminisces on how it all started, how she had wanted to be awake when her baby came home. That's how her insomnia started. And it just never happened. So she just never fell asleep. He asks her what the fuck she's doing with the keynote address that she gave, and she tells him that she's trying to keep the case alive. They get into a bit of a fight because he's like, you need to move on. And she's essentially like, um, like, how, how, like, how are you, how have you moved on? You don't even care about it anymore. And he's like, don't you dare say that. Just sounds like there's a lot don't of big feelings. <laughs> don't you dare. Just like big feelings that neither of them are like. It's almost like big feelings and they don't want to be vulnerable with one another anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, like, because mm, mm-hmm. they can't see eye to eye, which, like, makes sense. I feel like if, when something happens to a child, it usually goes one way or the other, right? Yeah. And he also tells her that he's not going to be coming home. I don't know if that seems like if she kind of was, like, holding out hope for that. And he all oh, and he also wanted to tell her, just to let her know, actually, that he's seeing someone. And he oh. wanted her to hear it from him first. Oh, P.S., by the way. Ooh, just like Please. on the day of the memorial? Like, you're That's, just dropping yeah. bombs left, right, and center? That's, yeah. that He could have probably waited one day. Could have probably waited a day, yeah. Could have, could have. She's obviously gutted, but she pretends yeah. she's happy for him. He leaves after confirming that he will see her tonight. And once he's gone, she grasps for his ring that she wears around her neck, question mark. I'm like, interesting. Interesting. You do you. She knew the first time that he did not show to couples therapy, she knew she was alone from there out. Um, 
he like the therapist didn't even need to say anything um he just said that like some relationships um are some after like people experience a missing child some relationships become stronger but most don't make it and she had always wanted to be in the some Mm -hmm. um we find out that ben is a realist and he coped by like bow like bowed his head and just like swam against the current and eventually accepted defeat and then it it took everything for him to keep going it's not that he was like heartless but like he accepted reality essentially mm-hmm. um izzy on the other hand um was bringing him down and she like um said like she was drowning him essentially um and eventually he decided to save himself and now they're um part of the most um they barely made it six months um and she's like i understand we didn't have a traditional trajectory in our relationship so but they were together for seven years she felt like she like six months and you're gone so then um this is how they met um she she calls it fate because she happened to be like three years out of college and she had just moved to Savannah and she's got this new job at a a magazine called the grit. Um, And she decides she doesn't want to be alone anymore through the week. And um, she goes to an oyster bar and then ends up spilling, spilling her beer on a random stranger um but he's like also it's all good but please put the oyster knife down before you stab me as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah um she lies and tells him that she doesn't know how to shuck an oyster um and then introduces herself as isabel and then him as ben um he was on his way to close his tab, but a couple be- more beer won't hurt, apparently. Interesting. Interesting. Um, they make small talk. They make small talk. Um, mentions that she has a little sister, but he doesn't need to know more than that, which is interesting. Question mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Asterisks. Um, she tells him that she's a writer at the grit and she's so excited and it's been her like childhood dream looking back i just like wrote a little note that said cringe (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. so she's like kind of going on sounds like she's kind of like trying to keep not trying to keep the conversation going but she'll like spew small talk Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, well she's also just moved to the city where she doesn't know anybody and hasn't like spoken to someone in a while right so she's probably just like i gotta get my word yeah Yeah. as for ben he says you could say i'm a writer but leaves it at that which i'm like (laughs) how mysterious yes um so um, essentially she's like oh my god a writer too gorgeous and a writer what are the odds 
So now mm-hmm. we, she's like enamored. She's obsessed. And she decides that it's the right time to kiss him. Also caress his face in a weird way as well. Yeah, she like, cups, like his face. cups his face and plays with his hair. It was weird. Which um, is very intimate for a first kiss. Yes, yes. Um, she's just like, uh, sorry, BRB. But when she comes back, Ben has left the building. He gone. She realizes that he was not kissing her back. He he was stiff as a board. Oh, brother, that would be so embarrassing. Embarrassing. And of course, she thinks, "Oh, I'm new to this city. I'm never going to see this guy again." Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. So Isabel googles herself. She finds that there has been an article written about her keynote. One of the lines from it is, quote, Will some see Drake as a determined mother fighting to find her son? Others believe her intrusion into an open investigation may come with consequences, which is very true. Like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It is, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Uh, then we find out that the ring she wears around her neck is not Ben's wedding ring, but a gold college ring with his name and graduation date engraved on it. She stole it from him as he was packing up his belongings when he was moving out. She guesses that she must have done it because she, like, wanted to be able to hold on to him with him leaving. And she also Mm. wanted him to have that feeling as if he's, like, constantly looking for something or constantly missing something. Even though she's not even sure that he'll notice that it's missing, it's still Mm -hmm. just, like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of her motive, which is interesting. She skips most of the article and goes straight to the comments, which I'm like, yes, girl, from my own heart. (laughs) She reads one that says Isabel Drake is a baby killer. Um, She, yep. She figures that as the days went on and Mason didn't come home, there was no one to blame. So people just started blaming her. I think this is when she has like the memory of the neighbors Mm -hmm. who were like very helpful and then suddenly weren't. And yeah, because it is like alarming. And I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. people love to point Mm -hmm. finger. Anyway, it's 3 p.m. for her and the visual for Mason is at 6. So she tells Roscoe she'll be our B. We're back in the thens. So she's not really sure if their house is big or not. She knows that it must be important because she notices the way that people stare at it as they want walk by and they even like peer in wanting a better look. So apparently there is a plaque outside that she has read many times. So this is what she knows about the house. It was built in 1840 and it was called the Hayworth Mansion and it's been abandoned during something called the Great Skedaddle, which I'm like, love the name. Thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you think that's a real thing? The Great Skedaddle? I meant to look it up. No, please look it up. Yeah. Um, And then it ended up being turned into a hospital by Union soldiers and then renovated during a time period called the Reconstruction Era. Um, It is a real thing, by the way. The Great Skedaddle? Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. Well, it was abandoned during the Great Skedaddle. Obviously, she her first question, as mine would be, too, is... 
So like soldiers or people died in here and her mother's just like, yeah, probably. And continues gazing out the window. (laughs) We also find out that her mother is a painter and I think she might obviously be a bit of an eccentric Mm. or just anyways. Troubled. Troubled. Um, She is making her sister breakfast and then their mother walks in and is talking about how they're growing up too fast and she wishes she could they could be babies forever um and she's like staring at them like she can't believe they are real almost so like Mm -hmm. it's bizarre so um margaret tells her mom that she has named her a new doll of hers, um, Eloise, which seems to strike something in their mother. And she just like laughs hysterically, which is also terrifying. This mom has got to go. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And that's how we leave oh, off that's, her mom. Yeah. Just okay. being so like, it's just like a weird vibe. <laughs> and wasn't um, Isabel like making breakfast for them too? Yes. Which is like She's weird like, for a child mix- to be doing. Yes. Yes. I meant to mention that but yes it is strange because we find out later that she's only eight so Mm -hmm. yeah and she's like we we see right away she's caretaking for her younger sister and yes so obviously something weird is going on yeah um and you know if we're not in the then we must be in In now now back to now so she decides to walk the streets until the vigil starts downtown. She ends up at a cemetery and thinks back when she first started her job at the Grit. Um, Casey is the one who ended up showing her around on her first day, who Elizabeth thought was amazing. Isabel thought was amazing. And she also thought the office was amazing, too. Like, it was the best first day ever for her. And she feels like her, quote, career at the grit was over before it ever had the chance to start. So I think we all know why that's mm-hmm. that. Um, Detective Dozier approaches Isabel, letting her know that they will have undercovers there, which she is happy about. They get into a bit of a disagreement. He tells her not to put on a performance and to let them do their jobs she tells him that she will have some more names for him and he tells her that it's a waste of their resources so it kind of sucks for both of them all right i see both sides of that uh, yeah yeah that would be tricky yeah that would be tricky okay so ben is there with his wedding ring on like always when they're in public and she knows that it wasn't there earlier so it's like a show oh i hate that for her he even like hugs her and i'm like oh i just feel for her okay um he asks if um isabel's parents will be there and she informs them that they couldn't make it which is not the truth but also not a lie so there is tension there um well it's building up the tension there for sure um it seems like ben speaks Mm. most of the time and she's like mesmerized by the crowd aka she's like watching for anything um as it ends people go on their way after his speech um she's not interested in going home yet um 
and somebody recognizes her and it's Casey um, from from the grit. So she's just saying that she they all miss her there so much and that they think about her all the time, which then we find out it's been seven years since she's worked there. First is, and last day. Yes. Oh, dear. Um, she invites her to grab a drink with her um, and that it's an open invitation. So then she departs from that interaction um casey says you don't always have to do this alone it's okay to ask for help which is interesting because they don't seem like close friends but she gives some interesting insight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes true all right so with that isabel gets up and walks across the street into the cathedral She's not really a religious person, but she thinks it'll be a good place to think. Hopefully it's fucking quiet in there is what I'd be thinking. She's back to the memory of Casey showing her around the grit. And it takes her to when she was meeting the big boss, the editor in chief. And when she the door opened and she met him. It was him. Who is it? The man Who is from it? the bar. The man from the bar. <laughs> That she oh my god I know she's like I obviously knew the name of the editor in chief Benjamin Drake but he had introduced himself to her as Ben and she'd never seen a photo of him um she notices his wedding band the one she couldn't see when he was wearing gloves Mm. this is so awkward (laughs) yep. He then asks Casey for a second with Isabel and she is then when she's alone with him, she's like just swimming in the awkwardness of the kiss. And then this is when he tells her that he loved her article that she had attached with her application. Um, And we find out that that she had wrote it kind of sounded like, I don't know, whatever, but an article about a dolphin that had been essentially pushing its dead baby around a marina and when she had spoken with like one of the fishermen he had kind of told her that it was going to take um or she had asked him like how long is the dolphin gonna do this and he was like as long as it takes to grieve so it's kind of i think like a think piece on grief and how like even animals grieve as well and all that yeah yeah um her thoughts are broken then. So anyway, there we now we know the Ben and what's going on and like mm. probably first and last day. And obviously mm. she's a homewrecker because like wedding ring. <laughs> and he's older than her, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Weird. So her thoughts are broken by an older woman telling her that the cathedral is closing in five minutes. But she tells her that there is a group that meets on Monday nights and it is grief counseling um isabel oddly decides to check it out and then she re- immediately regrets it and she dips and as she's on her way out she is frantically searching for her keys when she feels something foreign in her purse it was a business card and she remembers Waylon telling her about the podcast and how she would just need to speak directly to him and before she can think twice she sends him a little email Okay, we're back then. 
and back then now it's a hot and humid day she's outside with her sister margaret they're having a tea party um and we find out that this is when we find out that they're two years apart so she's only eight um izzy um, and they're still dressed like the same. And she compares them like to dolls. And that's like not the first time. She also said in the mm-hmm. first one um, about the doll house and how mm-hmm. her house feels like a doll house that you can see into. Mm-hmm. So um, she's always had this um, inkling and intuition to always protect her little sister, Margaret. Um, and she feels this even more so when she tells her that she saw the footprints as well and Mm -hmm. that she wonders if she goes outside, um, Izzy doesn't know. So she tells her that she guesses that she goes outside. Um, and obviously there's a back and forth. She wonders like, what does she do outside? And why can't you sleep normal? Um, all of these questions are valid and there's a, I don't know, she doesn't have any answers. And then she is wondering if it's because of what happened and they're not supposed to talk about this. So then she has like a flashback to her dad pacing in the hallways with booze in hand. Um, and her mother is like sprawled on the bed on white sheets that are staining red. Interesting. I totally um, forgot about that. <laughs> yes. Obviously, they're not supposed to talk about that. And then her sister just tells her, her little sister tells her that she thinks the house is creepy and that she feels like they're not alone in the house. <sighs> she tries to be brave and protect her sister and tell her that it's just her walking around because she feels like she can't tell her that she also gets the same feelings um that there's someone or something trying to warn them or scare them um she just tells her sister to try not to worry yikes Yikes. don't like that Uh -uh. don't like that Mm -mm. okay back to now she tries to get some sleep to prepare but ends up to prepare for what preparing to meet Oh, Wayland. yes, Gaio. Yeah, Gaio. Wayo. Wayo. <laughs> I should have Wayo. written that. Okay. Wayo. A boom, boom, boom. Everybody let me say Wayo. 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 A boom, boom, boom. A boom uh, let me boom, hear boom. you say Wayo. Wayo. <laughs> Fuck. All right. So she tries to get some sleep to prepare for her meeting with Wayo, but ends up scrolling back to the true crime con article that she had been reading before. So she checks for new comments and we see one that is not the one that she's focusing on, but the one that I'm focusing on because it says, so we're just going to ignore this woman's history then her past question mark. And I'm like, squeeze me. Tell us more. (laughs) Um, But the one that she focuses on is from someone who's written. He's in a better place for whatever reason. She's just like, this gets her attention, and she sends the article to Detective Dozier and asks if they can trace the IP address. She's like, whoever this is must know something. I don't know about that. Mm. She arrives early to a corner bistro 
called I should have figured it Fram it's French I think Framboy Frambois Frambois yeah there we go Frambois Fram whom Waylon arrives it is awkward and they kind of like exchange pleasantries um when he asks about when she was growing up because now he's like all right let's tell me everything sort of thing she tells him that she prefers not to talk about it so the past is something that she does not want to discuss and i'm obviously dying to know about (laughs) i gotta know what's going on. i gotta know he asks her to go through the night that mason disappeared and she does she says she put mason to bed around 7 p.m she read to him she turned on his nightlight blew him a kiss her and Ben had stayed up that night watching TV. They had a couple glasses of wine each. She checked on him at 11 p.m. and then went to bed herself. They didn't hear anything in the night and that she used to be a very heavy sleeper. The next morning, she had woken up. And I understand how where the guilt comes from this. I, I mm-hmm. think that she's mm-hmm. doing so much because she feels so much guilt. Like, yeah. So she had woken up at six the next morning and had gotten some things done and she was feeling really grateful for the time alone that she had to just like do her own things um, in the morning without the screaming or the crying. So she had gone up a little after 8 a.m. to get Mason, wake him up for the day and he wasn't there. So they didn't find any evidence except an open window, which she says herself she may have left open Um, and they did find a footprint outside the window but they had had workers there often and even an exterminator who had walked right there that day or whatever so it was kind of like there isn't really much she then tells waylon that they found a stuffed dinosaur that mason used to sleep with in the neighborhood and that it was located on the bank of the marsh in the mud They searched the marsh with helicopters and divers, but they didn't find anything. And she makes mention that the other belongings could have been pulled into the ocean with the tide, which is Mm. like, does that mean that his body was too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He asks if she has any theories and she tells him that she honestly does not, that she keeps tracing over the footsteps in her head over and over. And he tells her maybe it's time to take a new path. And she agrees. He then asks about a baby monitor, which she also carries guilt over because she says they had a wireless baby monitor, but the batteries were dead, so it wasn't recording. Um, And this is the first time that they seem to really connect because Waylon tells her that it's not her fault. And she doesn't hear that often, so it hits her pretty hard. Like, she's kind of like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit. Mm Mm-hmm. She has a big feeling that she is missing something um, and that she knows something, but she can't remember what it is. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Mm, Red flag. Stop. Take it away. All right, let's finish these up. It's late. It's after midnight by the time she comes home from Framboise Cafe. Framboise. Framboise. Framboyes. Um, she decides to check her email. There's been nothing back from Dozier. Um, she then decides to re- refresh the comment section, and the comment is gone. And she's like, "Shit, should have taken a screenshot." And I'm like, "Duh." Obviously, that's the first thing you do. Okay, but I mean, you wouldn't have gotten much from it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
well maybe like they a username to... i guess maybe? well there was know. the username but she said or like proof that it was it. there yeah proof that it was there yeah and she wasn't just so that like, she's oh. not crazy yeah i feel yeah, like people might start thinking that she's going crazy mm-hmm. yeah okay i think that she um, might think she's going crazy too yeah okay okay i thought wanted to make sure that that's we're on the same page with her um she has this like overwhelming urge to like get out of the house right this minute it's like ominous and not safe and so she's like let's go walk rock roscoe and then she's like i'm gonna take Waylon's comment to heart and i'm gonna try a new path with the dog so they go the opposite direction um and she's thinking about life and how um, it's just been a whole giant question mark, um, like her relationship with Ben, her childhood, fucking everything, fucking Mason, big question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, she feels like the answers are right there, just out of reach. Um, and that people think that life doesn't continue while she, while like, while you sleep or whatever, she knows that it does, and she always has known this. This is something that she's dealt with for a while, this nighttime thing. Anyways, Very Roscoe starts growling at something. Turns out it's a creepy old man sitting on his front porch with his like eyeballs wide open, um, and he's like clearly disheveled, vacant. He's like rocking in the chair. No response um did i fall asleep taking notes because then i just said all this i need to go get my book oh my god that could be the end that really could be the end it could be but the interesting thing about that is that she's like freaked out that she's seeing this dude upset that she's like I'm there by my like this is my time why are you out here mm-hmm. but it's Edict also like out. it's creepy when she saw him in the dark but yes she's also out in the dark too <laughs> yes so it's it's like a little bit of a a little bit of b like wait mm-hmm. this is my time and also mm-hmm. wait do I look like a crazy person mm-hmm. being out at fucking mm-hmm. midnight mm-hmm. which probably yeah. yes okay anyways and then that's how it ends all right theories I think that either people already think she's going crazy or she is on her way there and that they're going to stop taking her seriously. And I think that that comment might mean something as in like, he's in a better place in my care and no one's going to believe her. Someone took the baby. Yes. Like Like, who? Like just a woman who need, you know, that, um, there is a documentary on a woman who did that mm-hmm. who like just talked the baby and was mm-hmm. like this is my baby now mm-hmm. like I'm thinking it's one of those situations interesting okay I'm really focusing on the sleepwalking also angle. sus on that and I'm very curious if Isabel did this herself and oh, mm-hmm that would be heartbreaking yeah but I also feel like that cannot be it because that's so obvious and like Mm. that would ruin the whole Mm. book (laughs) to get it right I don't know because there's more depth like there's her sister Margaret where is Margaret there's her her? parents with the bloody Mm -hmm. sheets like that's fucking weird feeling Mm -hmm. like there's someone in the house that they're growing up like was there someone else in the The house weird check 
Yes. Is there like another family member that nobody knows Ooh, about? Like locked away what? family member. Yes, locked fucking away family member. That fucking book we fucking read, The Quiet Tenant. Fuck. Oh yeah. Yes, Status. Yes. 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 Um yeah, obviously she's gonna go on the pod and things will explode from there yeah i think we're gonna i think probably if she goes on the podcast we'll find out about her her past pretty fast because everybody's gonna Mm. dig it up well yeah and that comment that you were like i'm interested in this one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which yeah yeah because i want to know what what what's up with her past like do you think that maybe she accidentally killed margaret in that's what i was wondering yeah and now people are like um obviously Mm -hmm. she accidentally killed her baby but what if she told ben that she accidentally killed her sister in her sleep and then ben uses that against her and he secretly just didn't want to be with her anymore so he gets rid of the baby and he's thinking that she'll get framed but like for whatever reason it's not happening i don't know i'm just spitballing here and just spitball yeah spitball away that's good too i like that let us know your theories in the facebook group let us please let us please okay well all right goodbye Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.